Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Laughs podcast. I'm Rick Roberts, along with our producer, Gavin Miller. How's it going, sir? It's going very well. And today we've got a podcast about breaking through writer's block. Had a, <laughs> had a few questions come in this past month through Facebook and some direct emails. People saying, hey, man, what do you do when you get locked up and you can't think of anything? Today's all about some quick ideas to get you going and take care of that so you don't get stuck in that writer's block frenzy forever. That's, I get stuck there all all the time. <laughs> I spend most tough. of my time there. It can be tough. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely w- uh, work our way out of that today. And uh, if you have writer's block and you listen to this, as soon as you get one idea, stop listening to us and go write some comedy. Go write it, yeah. And then come back and, and listen later. <laughs> as you know, we always like to start off the show with a few thank yous for people that are uh, paying attention to what we're doing and yeah. making us feel like we should do it again next week. <laughs> and uh, this week, what I'd like to do is give a shout out to some some folks that have signed up for the online class. Uh, you can email me anytime if you want to learn about that online class or visit schooloflast.com and check on the online class tab. But I just want to say thanks to uh, Dylan, to RL, to Mick, to Richard, and to Martin. Wow. All those fellas. That's awesome. Ladies. I haven't had any ladies sign up this past month, but fellas, thanks for signing up. Uh, we've got people now taking a class in the United Kingdom, Gosh. Italy, Canada, Germany, Japan. <laughs> Uh, United Kingdom, I think I said. Yeah. yeah. So all over the place. I'm going to put a little Gosh. map in here. Yeah. Little flags where little the pins. school of laughs are taken. Like when the moon landing happened, yeah. I put a flag in. I'm like, okay, school of <laughs> laughs is now in Germany. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But that's yeah. cool. I appreciate you guys signing up. And uh, and, and I think every one of these uh, came from people that listened to the podcast and kind of got to know how the yeah. how, it, how it works and uh, wanted to go a little bit further with it. That's so awesome. thank you guys very much for doing that. We appreciate you, and that keeps us fired up. Yes. So maybe you're taking that online class and you've run into a block. Yeah, that's the first thing that happened with me is that you said, here, go write, uh, what was it? There was like a little homework assignment that it said. One of the first things we did was maybe a misdirection or self-deprecation. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was the self-deprecation. It was like, go write a self-deprecating comment, and I was like, <laughs> like all of a sudden it's like oh god oh no and then that didn't help <laughs> yeah well it's funny like the one thing about writing is you can write about anything yeah i mean anything that's happened in the history of the world anything <laughs> that you can perceive as maybe happening in the future right all that stuff can be like okay but now i've got to write about one thing what's the one thing i'm going to write about right so what i'd like to do today is you can definitely do both of those things we just talked about but if we're going to write now, let's talk about what's going on right now. Yeah. And so that's what this podcast is all about, getting you to write now about what's going on in your life right now. Cool. And one of the first things I think I want you to do if you've got writer's block is to take the pressure off of, I've got to create a perfectly well-crafted joke right now. I'm okay. going to write it down word for word the way it's going to be on stage because it's rarely the case that happens that way. Okay. And so striving for perfection is a great thing, but you have to get something down. Yeah, that's I definitely tried to do that at first, uh, and that didn't work for me. <laughs> no, well, it's tough. I mean, it even, freaked me out. It really, it did. Yeah, it's funny, and I think it takes you time to accept that. Uh, yeah. When I first started, I knew I wasn't good, but every time I went up, I thought I had the best joke I, I could write, and then it either would work or it wouldn't. Yeah. And then I felt like I can't figure this thing out. But yeah, each one that you. Each one that doesn't go well turns into like a fist that you're hitting yourself with because you just sort of beat yourself up like, oh, I didn't write that. 
there should have been a better punchline. It's not correct. Oh, no, Lord. You're like, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. It's not funny. It can drive you crazy, and especially if you have a lot of those, you know, five yeah. of those with just one success, then five negatives and yes. one positive. It, it, it seems like you're never going to get over the hump. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about writing something perfect. You know, General Patton said one of my favorite things ever was, a good plan violently executed today beats a perfect plan next week. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we started this year. General I, Patton, one of the be- better stand-up comics that <laughs> oh man he had a lot of one-liners <laughs> straight through the skull yeah <laughs> um, but yeah but that, that is so that is so true i um used to get really flummoxed trying to think of the perfect joke and get it going and then i knew at the beginning of this year that with the goal we had of creating a new show basically yeah. a new stand-up act for me that i was going to have to throw some clunkers out there yeah and uh, that, that's actually as fun as getting a laugh because if it doesn't get a laugh i know what needs to be fixed yeah but it's all about getting something out there and the key to, to this year for me, I also wanted to have good premises, okay. interesting premises right from the get-go, and that would inspire me to write more about right, it. Right, okay. So today, the, the thing we're going to focus on the most is writing about your life right now and writing really statements. Okay. I'm not going to worry about punchlines today at all. Just kind of like with your episode we did a while back where yeah. we generated the idea. Oh, man. And we had some Facebook uh, feedback on your Facebook yeah. homeless joke. And if you're wondering whatever happened to that, next week we're going to record um, a show all about that. Gavin got on stage <sighs> and worked it out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we'll get some feedback on that. But today we're going to write about just writing about yeah. us, your favorite person to talk about, you. All right, so I'll uh, just give you some different things you can talk about and get your pe- pencil moving. It's all yeah. about getting that pencil moving. If this takes you somewhere completely different, that's fine. <laughs> but get the pencil moving. Don't stare at that blank sheet. So here's one thing I like to think about, and I think about this pretty often because it's one of those things that nags at us. Yeah. So what is the number one aggravation in your life right now? Ooh. All right, I know what yours is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I won't bring that guy yeah. into it. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, frustrations with your employer, right? Yeah. Or one of your employees. Oh, my gosh, yes. So you could sit there all day and, and just be mad about it, or you could write something down. Yeah. And if you write enough down, you're going to have some little twists and turns in there. You're going to be trying to make yourself laugh as you write, and right. you'll get to something funny eventually. Yeah. So is, is that your number one That's, uh, aggravation? My number one is so... It's ever present. If, if there were something like, like you know, you write something on the inside of your sunglasses or something, it's that close all the time in my face. And I think about, I guess what when I try to think about what, how I can translate that into material, I try to think like, uh, not that many people are personal assistants for like extremely busy people in the music industry. That's not a shared experience. But like. So, what is my shared experience in that aggravation? Like, what am I feeling that probably everyone is feeling? And that aggravation, I'm sure people are feeling that. I've seen, you well, know. Yeah. I, I mean, think a boss that doesn't appreciate you yeah. or expects ridiculous things to happen on short notice. On short notice, yeah. That, That's and, probably the biggest, right? Yeah, and over they expect over-commitment. They expect me to have more commitment to them than I do, like, myself or my wife or anything else. Right. Be available all day. I might just need you for 10 minutes. Uh, that kind of feeling. That was yesterday. Yeah. That was yesterday. I couldn't live like that. And it's brutal. But but I I try to think I can't talk about that cuz that won't translate mm-hmm. well. I but but I try to maybe come up with the emotions or maybe some little things that that add to that aggravation that everybody is feeling and so then I write those little things down. Maybe I can't think of a joke at that moment because I'm usually um, enraged and probably driving like 90 miles an hour and furious. But uh, that's what I try to write down is like, 
what may is there a universal thing in there that i'm very angry about yeah well i'm going to give you a quick writing assignment I'm, i'll okay. try to give you maps as we go yeah uh, because what i'm hearing you say is it's that you don't feel appreciated um it's, it's heavily demanding yeah. on you and your schedule, and it doesn't take into consideration your own life that you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the easiest ways to write jokes sometimes, and maybe if you're listening you have a similar situation, take yourself out of that situation for a minute and compare it to somebody or something else that gets treated the same way. Okay. So that's what I want you to think about. Uh, and we don't have to follow this up on the podcast, yeah, no, but this no. is something that you can think about in your writing is what is a – is there an animal? Is there a team? Is there a product? Oh, like a comparison so yeah. that you could compare yourself against yeah. that so thing. he's treating you almost like an itch cream. Like, yes. I don't need anything. Oh, I need something right now. Right. And so he's squeezing yeah, you like, like that itch cream and you're now, just Now, now, like, now, 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 yeah. Yeah. So whatever it might be, that's the way you can kind of get into writing a joke. Okay, gotcha, and So gotcha. connect on that. Like, for me, my number one aggravation my right, right now is probably my lower back is killing me. <laughs> And and here's how oh, you know. So I had a lot of travels last week, multiple cities. He was all over the place. Yeah, it was, it, and followed a big day here in Nashville where yeah. I was pretty much working, doing stand up type stuff, and him from seeing an event six o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock at night. Or yeah, something. about ten o'clock at night. Yeah. So then I had to hop on a plane, multiple trips. Yeah, and you know the plane seats don't get any bigger. No, they don't. I've got little cushions <laughs> that I bring to sit on, you know, put behind my back to help my back. Is that support. you? Do you walk on with the pillows and the not the, the one around the neck because it okay. looks when I see that guy, it looks weird because they're what, just walking around with it i see flotation device i see yeah. lack of trust in the pilot when you see somebody especially like a bigger guy get on with that little inflatable pillow around his neck that he bought yes. at the uh the brookstone yeah. thing with his gift card for christmas you know yeah you know, exactly that, that, i'd love to see someone like maybe an adventure athlete like get on a plane wearing their parachute you know and yeah, yeah. you're just like everybody's like whoa what's going on right now <laughs> well actually it's funny you say that because yesterday when i flew back from uh, connected through chicago and flew to nashville in chicago we picked up a I think there was 85 or 90 um, Rangers, airborne oh, ra- wow. air rangers. I'm They're not, ready. I'm not a very good military guy. Like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but they were all um, in the fatigues with oh, their really? backpacks. And I thought either this plane is never going down right, or they know something we don't. Yeah. And this is going to be the worst <laughs> flight ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're airborne. They, they've got backpacks and parachutes yeah. and ready to go. Yes. Oh, but, Lord. Uh, so anyway, that's my frustration. And here's where my back pain came from, not just all those flights, but yeah. these hotels now are going – they're trying to get their lean green certification. Yes, where, the eco everything. Yeah, so here's what they're doing. Two things – I'm just foc- let me just focus on the one thing that leads to my back – is they're getting rid of tubs, yes. and they're just putting in showers. Yep. Now, to probably half the people listening, you're thinking, ooh, I would never get in a hospital tub or a, a hotel tub. <laughs> that, that's where you really need to be is the hospital after this <laughs> well, back I was, thing. I was jumping the shark on that. I'm like, yeah. I was going to say – even the dirtiest hotel tub is probably cleaner than my tub at home. I mean, we didn't do a home birth there. Yeah. But um, it's not <laughs> you a. Just it's, never look at your drain the same way. You know, I oh, just. Lord. I would probably never take a, a, a sit down bath in my yeah. own house. I've got a hot tub for that. <laughs> but when I get to a hotel, I've got some soaking salts and stuff, and it yeah. really helps my back. Well, yeah. two days in a row after flying and then, you know, two hour drive yes. after landing and all that stuff, and two hours out, two hours back to the hotel. No tub to soak in. Yeah. Uh, my back is totally flared up. That's also, so, we've talked about, that's part of your ritual, is to take the bath. Pre-show ritual. Pre-show ritual. <laughs> yeah, in case you weren't the beneficiary of that uh, <laughs> topic in that podcast. And before the show, about two hours before, I have a big cup of coffee. I'm sitting in the tub and it's totally relaxed. Yeah. Either bubbles or some soaking salts, you know, to relax my back. And it's almost like the sweat that pours out of you is just like all the negativity of the day is gone. Yeah. And I just focused on, you know, whatever I need to focus on for that night, whether it's yeah. the first few minutes of my act, the closing, whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, that's perfect because you were aggravated about the back thing, and then you 
you know, instead of just trying to instead of trying to deal with the back thing and work on material that's about your son or something, you are you should try to think like, okay, other people must experience this. What's going on? Well, it's one thing I learned from that Martha Bolton episode a few episodes back. Yeah, is uh, if she was having a, a bad day or a sad day, she would write about sadness. Sad, yeah, because she was in that place already. And yeah. why not take that negative place and make it fruitful? Yes. So yeah, sit in the tub, soak in your back, make it a fruitful situation, <laughs> and maybe I'll I'll work on some jokes about yeah. that. But definitely, that's one. You know, and if that's my only aggravation in life, I'm doing pretty good, maybe. Well, <laughs> it varies week to week, day to day, hour to hour. But today, that's the one that I can't get out of my mind. All right, so uh, that's that's a what, right? Yeah. We can write about what. Um, this might be the same for you on this next level. Is who is driving you crazy right now? Yeah, that's it. it that one is the same because my what is a who. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I, I don't. Everyone else seems to be just barely keeping me above. Uh, killing myself every day and then he seems to be digging my grave looking at me going you could jump in at any time do i need to put in an ad on monster.com for a new co-host this sounds getting <laughs> well, i show up every up week I, I, they are looking up for me they are i can't especially wait. if you're six feet down yeah <laughs> looking straight up i can't wait to actually talk about some of that stuff but we'll uh we'll get there at another another podcast okay yeah. but yeah so your yeah. what and your who is the same yes um this is a very uh, subtle who is driving me crazy right mm-hmm. now and we've got great neighbors in our neighborhood Uh-oh. i really don't have any problem with anybody um one dude but but uh, this guy has a dog and i know dogs need to be out and exploring yeah. and be a dog right but the dog likes to come to my yard and drop yeah you know and <laughs> not only that uh, they let him out about well, when the sun goes down. They basically let him out. And yeah. he stands at the end of our cul-de-sac. And oh, I, you're on a cul-de-sac, too. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst for those kind of things because they just let them out. There's yeah. no cross traffic going. Right. Yeah. And this dog lives about three three doors up the street. But he comes down, and he just screams and hollers in the middle of that cul-de-sac. Oh. He's, like, oh. and he's like howling at an owl or something. And the oh owl, my gosh. so it's like yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's right as my kids are going down to sleep. And if, if that dog interrupts that pattern, that pattern is done for the night. And it's and that's bad for my wife. And yeah, and my wife gets up with the kids more than I do by a long shot. But it's like when we're trying. The only time we need to be quiet in that twenty minute window, right? And that's then. when the dog comes down. Yep. And so. That that dude, I, I could work on a bit about that, perhaps. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of people al- allow that to happen? Yeah, you know, it just drives me horrible. Nuts. Pe- people that don't know, they don't think about other people. Well, that's who it is. They're probably trying to get their kids down. They don't want the dog barking that's, in their yard, so they send them out <laughs> with a full load of fiber. Yes, that's always why I just tried to. I thought, you know, are we just like, are we in our own little worlds, like living some other play that's just happening around us, like like tr- the Truman Show? Yes, I mean basically where that guy's like. Yeah, Rick puts up with this pretty well. I send this dog over there every night, poop on his lawn. Yeah. You know, just waiting to see uh, your therapy bill. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that bugs me. Yeah. So so far, it's all about creature comfort. But maybe you can find something in there. Yeah, you know? well, well, there's At least there. when you deliver the material, you will have an emotion backing it. Well, that's you know? true. That, that's a good point, too. Is any any of these things can, should trigger an emotional place where you can go to for any kind of joke. Yeah. You know, that you take the anger of that situation and apply it to whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what actors do when they get into the moment. That's, yeah. That's, into the moment. <laughs> that's cool. how I feel. So we got the what and who's driving you crazy right now. Um, here's a good one, and I think we've talked oh, about wow. this off the mics before. It's like, yeah. Where do you think you would have been in life by now? Like back when you were in high school or whenever you started oh, thinking man. about living past high school. 
or even college, where do you think you would be at this age? Man, I think in high school I was worrying about not getting locked in lockers by the football players and picked on and teased. And so that was my like background. And then going into college was just disappointment mostly. I I thought college was supposed to be this experience, not like the movies, but I thought it was supposed to be the launching pad for everything. And it wasn't. Right. It was just sort of here, this is what you could have it could have been like, but it's not gonna be like that. And I thought I would also maybe uh, find my wife in college, which I didn't do. Um, I, I mean, so the, all those things like adding up into that experience, that to me is that's my whole point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I think about all of my comedy, it's all coming from that point of view. So that is, I research that stuff, or I, I look back at my own. Where have I been? Where did I think I would be? Uh, and what? Where am I now? And the differences between those things. Okay, that's <laughs> good. They are huge chasm. I thought I might have written a book by now. I've not. I have a hard time writing a joke or two. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe just buy a book. Start yeah. there. Maybe read one. Well, <laughs> crazy kid. A, I know. But I thought you know I thought all those things were possible. Like I might have worked on a movie. I might have written a book. I might have. I might be married with children. All those things. I just got married two years ago. I'm 36. I thought I was going to be getting married coming out of college, and I thought that was what my life would have to offer. And, right. But so I know that that is, like I said, that I guess that's an experience that a lot of people have. And so I'm hoping that people can share my experience with me and find that humorous. No, I think it's great. And I think at each of those points uh, where you were expecting something and it didn't happen, whether it's writing the book or getting married or any of those things, um, find out the what that changed it. So yeah. it's not always negative that that is not around now. Right. Or happened at a different time, but what delayed that, or what what popped up that was in in your life at that point? It changed, yeah. That made you focus on that. So all those little curvatures that come well, off that line of your life that you expected totally. are potential and premises to write down. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, like one of the, those events was coming out of college instead of going in and doing the internship thing and getting into a corporation or whatever. It, uh, mine was a sort of entertainment industry stuff, but um, I went and had to start a preschool to help out my parents. Uh, they had a church, and so I started a preschool. Oh, I, thought your, I thought your parents had a learning no. problem and you had to start a preschool for them. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. Here, Mom and Dad, here's some popsicle <laughs> sticks. Do a bridge. Do a, a little <laughs> log cabin or something. No, but um, so that was a huge, huge moment in my life where I decided to do one thing instead of doing the sort of normal path, mm-hmm. and that changed, like, everything. I mean, and so that was a huge moment. So I have all these experiences that are crazy, you know, from those from that decision. And so that's, I guess, what I would like to talk about in in my comedy and stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. You know, for me, thinking back about where I thought I'd be at this age, <laughs> a I didn't think I'd live this long. <laughs> I'm serious when I say that. It's kind of scary, it. but yeah. I, when I was in the teens and early twenties, I didn't think I'd live to be this long. Yeah, I really didn't have any plans uh, in case that happened. <laughs> yeah, for one. Uh, second, until I stumbled into comedy, I thought I was going to be in radio news, mm-hmm. right? And so the like legit radio news, like yeah. And I don't know if I've told okay. this story before or not, but when I went to colleges for broadcasting, and because I wouldn't give up the mullet, it pretty much forced <laughs> me into the radio side of things. And, he, and my accent kind of held me back. I took classes to get that cleared up, and actually yeah. it was fairly clear for a while. 
But then my senior project was the future of radio news. So I right. did all this research, and, and I found out that the future was there's not going to be much radio news. It's right. going to be one guy in one place, and it's going to go to 60 places over this new thing Instant, called the Internet. Yeah. Yep. And so as I researched it, I pretty much found that I would have no future doing what I studied in, in college. Yeah. You know, the year that I got out, like I, I think I've mentioned before, I think I've mentioned this before, like hundreds of reporters for NPR were laid off. Uh, wow. No, Seasoned, no, established reporters. Were all laid off. And I was trying to get into it. Oh, that's good. So, you know, luckily for me, comedy happened and all, everything since then has gone. Right. I mean, it's, it's just every year there's something new that pops up that I didn't think yeah. about or predict uh, that I have no control of. And I, I love where it's going. But... I didn't think uh, I didn't think I'd ever get married. I didn't think I'd ever have a house. I mean, that really? to me, even when I was th- starting to do comedy, well, especially <laughs> when I started to do comedy uh, with the improv group. I remember about five uh. years into it, so it probably been '96 or something. Uh, we were in Indianapolis working either at Crackers or Broad Ripple, and we went to visit Alan, who was in our group. One of his friends had a house. Yeah, and it was a nice little starter house in a neighborhood, you know. And I remember going to that house for a little cookout on their grill looking around thinking this is something I'll just never have like I was already like a, resolved the fact that I'll probably just live in a the attic of an apartment of two yeah. other comedians was it something. like good for him he'll be happy I'm just gonna be miserable over here no it was or weird was it, just, it was just like this is this pro- I, I'll never have a bed that's up off the floor <laughs> you know I'll never have <laughs> right you know yeah, a yeah, clean yeah, refrigerator yeah. With, yeah. let alone you know a, a wife and family so all of this to me is like mind-boggling <laughs> so the I guess one thing the angle could be is I've overachieved in all those levels. Like I should, I could pretty much quit today. Let's and, and scale it back. Yeah. Let's start underachieving now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy and fortunate and blessed that all those things have happened. But I never thought I would be in that. Yeah. I never, for sure, thought I'd have like an office you space an office. outside the house to yeah. go to and write. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but but comedy has made all those things happen, so that's cool. But I never, yeah, wouldn't have thought I'd been married, kids. I'm I'm happy I do do have all that, but that's never so thought funny. I would have got here. Crazy. All right, so all those could spur an idea. We could sit down now and start doing jokes, but let's let's yeah. let's keep on moving here. Um, let's just skip that fourth one. Okay, what is your biggest goal in life outside of comedy? Let's go with Ooh. that one. So, I mean, every comic could get on stage and talk about, "Hey, I want to be the next big thing," but it would not be very, wouldn't sound right. Yeah, I mean, some comics will be real for their current situation. Right. Uh, but what is your biggest life goal outside of comedy? I think mine would either be a book or movie because my degree is in film uh and so that kind of but i liked the writing part of film and tv and so uh being a dp didn't really (laughs) interest me or like you know a gaffer or something but that that kind of thing of like just being able to distill my thoughts to other people and maybe do it in a narrative way where i could because I learned so much from books and stuff, I thought maybe I could do that too. Like I, I have something to say to those people. And so that was one of my goals. That's why I said I didn't get that. <laughs> I have yet to achieve that goal, but that is one of them. I you think know. you could knock it out. I mean, I know your dad's yeah, yeah. writing a book. Yes, yeah. And, I know, uh, he, he's writing a book before I do. I thought I was gonna well, be the one. He's older than you. Yeah, that's true. He's got more things to talk about. <laughs> he doesn't have you in his house distracting him from writing the book. Yeah, oh, that's so true. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that is true. Okay, what is my biggest goal in life outside of comedy? I don't know if I could take it out of comedy. Um, 
there's all kinds of like family goals. Like I because you have so many of your goals that are about comedy. Like you've started yeah. your own school, but it's a it's school that that has to do with comedy. You yeah, know? like and, I, I guess a spinoff of that is you know one of my career goals. Eh, it's hard to say outside of comedy, but I would like to do what I do for the school of laughs in an accredited university. Yeah. You know, as part of I don't I don't care if it's University of Phoenix because I understand online learning now, or putting in a ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Rick Roberts. That'd be cool. Wouldn't yeah, it? <laughs> I would enjoy that because I would like the the one thing that um, is is I wouldn't say sad, but one of the limitations of the School of Laughs as as I run it now is we have a series of classes, and you know if, if somebody takes all of them, I might get to see them, you know, face to face and give them feedback. 16 20 times maybe yeah and then i'll see you out the open mics if you keep going right. at it and stuff like yeah. that but i would really love to see like a a semester change mm-hmm. of somebody who came in didn't even understand what a, a premise was yeah for a whole semester get to see them three times a week or communicate with them two or three times a week and yeah. get them to that next level the first week's free uh, you know you don't have to get up and then every week thereafter every class you got to get up even if you're doing the same material or something like that where you just really see the yeah, person like, progress you know yeah it'd be fun like, do a roll call when I mention you call you, you name you gotta stand up and deliver a one line yeah <laughs> oh man but I would love to have a I think I have almost enough curriculum to have yeah. that now but that's something that I don't really know how to get there yeah um, or if it's you know, a possibility. I guess there are people that teach it in different places, but I would be interested in taking that. Uh, it's tough because I will say, like, I went to a, a liberal arts school that had a ton of acting classes and really good actors in Baltimore and stuff, that kind of thing. Um, but the people that were teaching comedy, they did have a, like a stand-up comedy thing, but they were they were actors first, mm-hmm. trying to trying to teach you how to do comedy, yeah. and it's so not a comedian trying to teach you how to do comedy so it was a very different point of view uh, and that was one of the first teachers that was like hey you should try comedy <laughs> like Interesting. unfortunately it took me like, 12 years later before i actually was able to really start you know yeah. but hey Interesting. but yeah and, and i guess my my selfish goal <laughs> in life is to have a 65 convertible mustang midnight blue <laughs> fully pimped out yeah uh killer stereo uh, that'd be my selfish that's, thing. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so either my youngest can go to college. Or, <laughs> now, those things aren't that much. I just don't know how to work on them. Tell him he needs to pay for his own college. Jeez. I don't know. We'll, get, we'll talk about that in a whole. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. So uh, we talked about our biggest life goals, and then you could write oh. plenty of jokes on how you're going to get there. Like, if I really was going to go get that 65 Mustang next yeah. week, what would I sell off? What well, that would be a hilarious but, thing. Like if you, yeah, we're having to sneak behind things and like sell. You're selling things that you need in the house. You know, you sold all the uh, right. the extraneous things, and now you're selling things that you, you even you need a little Co- bit. Yeah. Copper wiring, and <laughs> right? Copper piping. Yeah. And, yeah. Have you ever pulled the copper wiring out of your own house? <laughs> it's gonna be a nice car. Yeah. Yeah. In the conversation that I have to have to make that okay. Yeah. You oh know, lord. Uh, the gosh, just clearing out the garage to park that sucker is a whole yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I might actually write that. Jo- I'm going to write on that bit. Anyway, so anyway, you can see how this is inspiring. Yeah, all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, no, that <laughs> might work. Get that '65 Mustang. Yeah, and if I'm sure he's not listening, but Joey Ashby, when I was in high school, had one of those things. Oh, uh, I've guy seen on the soccer before. team, it, it, and uh, man, it was cool. Still cool. All right, uh, what has to change in your life right now? Oh. Whether that change is to make any of these previous things happen, or what is just something that. You keep on doing it, you're going to keep on getting the same results. What do you need to change? Yeah. With me, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, I am in this year-long change from my uh, current 
work status into my future work status. And uh, so every day I am trying to figure out how to take each little step so I, for one, don't kill myself uh, with work because that's a lot. <laughs> but, um, but I keep every day I try to make a little change and get myself there closer. One, one of the things I did, um, and this may sound a little odd, but um, I kind of thought uh, all my sort of, <laughs> this sounds funny, all my extra money, because um, not, not many people have extra money, and I don't really have extra money, but if I'm going to spend something like uh, a discretionary thing, mm-hmm. I make sure whatever I buy could bring me in money. Mm, that's good. So for instance, like I don't mind spending the money on a microphone because that will help me later make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind spending it on saws or tools and that kind of thing because that's how I make my income. So that was one little change I did. You know, um, I don't spend you know a ton of money on just stuff that's you know maybe fun. Like I don't go to a lot of movies. I don't do a lot of those kind of things. But I'll buy a, a music program, like a music editing program, or a, or that kind of thing. Uh, I just bought final draft of the script writing program mm-hmm. a little while ago. Those are the kind of things I spend my money on. No, I think that's smart. And I always, I'm always, always thought in those terms. Yeah. But, but what happens, you, you start really justifying yeah. some crazy <laughs> stuff. You no, that's know. true. And occasionally you do need to just, uh, the other thing, I, I did that too strictly for a while. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was not rewarding myself for anything yeah. and I was pretty miserable. <laughs> well, you're just rewarding yourself with more opportunities to work. To work, exactly. Yeah. And so occasionally I would just kind of splurge and buy myself something that was just, hey, this is cool and this is fun. And this, I bought a, myself a snare drum the other day uh, that I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a cool, the, cool the, looking drum, by the it way. It is very cool. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, if I play a gig, I'll use it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's that was been kind of my philosophy over the last few years is just don't spend any money unless it's could bring you in money. Right. No, so. I think it's smart. And I remember even when I first got out of college, I had zero. I mean, I was yeah. student loans plus, uh, you no, know, got my first amen. credit card and went and got a $1,300 <laughs> 12-string guitar. I mean, just, I was just... Yeah. And uh, I remember I had like 100 bucks. I literally was sitting around thinking, what can I buy that will help me earn some money? So I went and got a <laughs> weed eater. <laughs> yeah, hey. And I started just knocking on businesses' doors. Uh, I was literally... Doing uh, loans. Trying yeah. to, you know... 50 bucks here, 30 bucks there, 20 bucks to go weed eat. And, but it's uh, pretty cool because uh, pretty quick you pay off the thing that you purchased and you are now making money with yeah, it. Yep. Yeah, so, so. I always look for those low overhead get-ins yep. to get out a little bit better, a little quicker. Cool. Yeah. An, odd, an odd place to go weed eater in the middle of the yeah. talk, but it's true. Um, here's a good one. What got you angriest today? Oh. Hmm, what got you angriest today? Today... It was actually the music uh, editing program that I have. I was having a hard time doing one of the uh, the um, episodes. I was because I was sending you one of the episodes, and it kept crashing Ugh. and it crashing every time I was trying to bounce it down into an MP3, and the thing was crashing. I I didn't know what to do. I thought I need to call Steve Jobs. He's gone. He's this is not going to work. Like it was that part was so frustrating, and I was like, I knew I had people wait. Like you know, I knew you were waiting on it. And I had to get it to you, and oh god, and and so finally, I, but so the computer may be my next purchase, a new computer. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what got me angry is that I forgot to answer that previous question. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like to be pretty thorough, so let me <laughs> let me back it up. Uh, the previous question was, what would have to change in your life right now? And I think we're actually doing it pretty well at my house is finding more opportunities to have fun. 
you know we've had yeah. we've had the baby you know we call her a baby she's almost three yeah but pretty much in your face demanding all the time they're a baby and who's that uh was it a Oh shoot, uh, Bill Hicks that said you're not a human until you're in my phone book. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, this little human's been in my brain and under our feet, and she's the cutest gal in the world. That's but so funny. Um, you know, last week my wife finally got a chance to break free and go to Philly to see Faith No More, which yes. is her favorite band. Yeah. And we're going to go see the Stones in a couple of weeks. Um, but we just found out Brad Paisley's the opening act, and I'm like, oh, uh. can I refund? I mean, yeah. I would almost rather. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Brad Paisley, but when you're going to see the Rolling Stones, you want to discover maybe some small bands. Yes. I think Walk the Moon had been opening for them in different places, and they've got some catchy stuff. Yeah, uh, man, but I was so bummed out that I the thing that that's happening and they're they're blending con- not the Stones necessarily, but but these promoters are sure. blending the country in with the rock. Aerosmith just did the country right. thing, and it's like. You know. They're trying to get sales however they can, yes. and it's just that that to me as a fan of the Stones does not service me as the fan. Right. Yeah. I want something not the same as the Stones, but something that actually builds up to that. Yeah. And not something completely. I mean, gosh, you, any country act right now, I wouldn't have been happy with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm going yeah. to a rock and roll show and it's Brad Paisley. Yeah. And he's he's good. He's clever. He's funny. That's not what I want to see. But you didn't want to see it. Yeah. Not as part of my whatever the ticket price was. Oh Lord, I don't want to know. That's yeah. <laughs> but we're trying to find more times to have some fun. Yeah. So that's the one thing that we wanted to change. We're changing it. Cool. Angriest thing today, besides forgetting to tell you that a second ago. <laughs> oh, today's been pretty mild. I guess I went went to the dentist to get a few crowns oh. taken care of. Today and, you did that? Well, I had gone a couple weeks ago, and today they popped them in. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I went there, and time for me is the most valuable thing. Yes. My dentist, the trip down there and back without the waiting room or any of the stuff is an hour. It's 30 yeah. minutes there, 30 minutes back. Wait for 30 minutes once I get there, so I'm already down an hour before anything happens. <sighs> and he goes to put the crowns in, and one of them, the, the lab didn't make it right. Okay. So now I've got to go back in a week. It's another hour. It's just more time, yeah. Another, so it's going to be a two-and-a-half-hour yep. I don't have – I guess I've got it, but I do not really want to spend my yeah. time that way. And those are during business hours when I'm most productive. You know, yeah. If you can meet me at 10 o'clock at night, i got nothing else going on. <laughs> but to get down there at 9.30 – I'm going to lay back and watch The Bachelorette. You work on my teeth. Yeah. So that it's a, it's a very mild thing. But day-to-day, that's going to change. The angriest yeah. thing tomorrow could be a lot worse than that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what was the last thing you thought about last night as you were drifting asleep that kind of – kept you up like was it a to-do list what do i got to do tomorrow or something that man i thought today would have been different or i thought i would have knocked this out today and i didn't i got to carry it over to the next day any of those kind of things yeah mine was definitely because i am sort of working a full-time job and starting my own full-time thing i'm literally robbing peter to pay paul with my time like mm-hmm. i do not have enough hours in the day i and i'm you know, it's super hard. I'm telling people like, hey, I'll be over there on Thursday. And it's like, I know there's a good chance I'm not going to be over there on Thursday. But I wanted to touch base with that person and let them know I'm still thinking about doing it. But, you know, but then I have to go like, and so that that scheduling and that like, that intensity of of things to do that are not just, hey, I need to go hang out with people more or something Uh like that. Like a lot of people think they have things to do. They have nothing to do. (laughs) Like when you have multiple businesses, like you've got a lot of things to do. And that was what was going on in my mind until finally I just, I had to take one of those little uh, Tylenol PMs. I like to crush them up under a glass and take them with some orange juice and then go straight to sleep. Does that make them happen faster? (laughs) That makes them just all faster? Well, in 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, you will be be out. And it doesn't last as long as if you take the regular pill in your stomach has to, you know. 
gotcha. dissolve it. So because I hate waking up groggy, because I need to wake up early so I can start and get my stuff done. Right. So oh, that that was the stress that was in there in my mind, just going, uh, just like a cycle, just bam, 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 and I just I didn't get anything done, but I right. <laughs> I just worried about it. That's right. what kept me up. Well, what kept me awake last night for a little bit is I was trying to work on a joke and i've been trying to work you know throughout the day i was traveling yesterday and i, was, I could peck away at it a little bit and it's so when i finally sit down at night it's got time to kind of flip through there yeah and the thing was i really didn't want to be working on it yeah i would rather be asleep because i was just bushed yeah um but that was what was keeping me up and and but were you 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 weren't really working on it you're just thinking about it over and over yeah or like i wasn't you, sitting up with a pencil but right I, but i i sometimes work best where i just kind of let it float around okay um, and the joke's about Cheerios, so if you hear me doing that somewhere down the road, that I, I figured it out. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's it's more about relationships, yeah. but it's about Cheerios. It is about <laughs> it's about telling little lives to yourself yeah. and others, thinking that you would disappoint them if they found out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yet they were actually telling the same lie. Good. It's all about Cheerios. I love that. I love so that. it's got a lot of dimensions to it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's a thick joke. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, here's, the, here's the real question, because I think if you answer this question, you've oh. got some fuel... And you will also take care of this writer's block thing all at the same time. And it's what is keeping you from finding time to write? Everybody listening right now is, you know, I imagine you're driving somewhere perhaps or you're yeah. walking or you're maybe on your bike or something like you're, that. You're recording another podcast. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're while you're listening, you're listening doing to that. ours, recording your own. But, um, you know, when you want to write, what is keeping you from doing it? Is it because uh-huh. your, your family life is just too busy right now? And if you're honest with yourself, sometimes it is. Yeah. Is it your work life is too busy? Is it that you don't know how to prioritize your life? Yes. Is it that you feel like it's the payoff of, of writing isn't beneficial enough? Yeah. Like, like I think everybody listening to this is pretty serious about comedy. Yeah. So it should be a, a pretty big focus for your day. And I know people say get up an hour earlier if you don't have any more time. And it's, to yeah. me, that's like the nightmare thing to say because I'm never going to get up an hour earlier on purpose. Yeah. But what is the one thing you give up right now that's probably not fruitful at all? Uh I'm telling you, I think a lot of people listening would say it's a TV show. Yeah. I mean, for me to find time to do, I pretty much had to give up TV. Yeah. And, you know, there's two or three little shows I watch, you know, before I go to bed with my wife sometimes. That's my, yeah. But it's rarely the entire show, and DVR makes it 40 Um, minutes. So, (laughs) you know, I'm watching people, you know, the Property Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you get to look forward to when you're an old married guy in your 40s. You watch somebody else do the work that you wish you had the energy to do. So I'll watch the Property Brothers, (laughs) the dude dude that builds the tree houses. Yeah. I like that one because I can watch it with my son and... We're totally going to go out to his place. And have you ever seen the Treehouse Master oh, yeah, Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right up your alley. Yeah, I was going to say you're you're watching people uh, that you pay to do the work, and that is me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or American Pickers. Do that. Yeah. So those. That's man. Is that good or bad? That's good. I probably could get rid of Property Brothers and have an extra twenty minutes, but that's that's not my time. It's our yeah, time. Yeah, but then you would home. know what to do with your house to to maybe make some extra income if you sell it. So. Yeah. So anyway, so what is it that's keeping you back? I mean, yeah, mine is mine is definitely I I uh, accept too many things. Um, somebody will say, you know, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And then they'll all of a sudden go, hey, can you play drums on Wednesday night? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, darn it, yeah, like, no. I, that didn't really get me anywhere. Maybe it's a little bit of fun, but it's honestly stressful and. It takes up time to get there, to leave, to play, all that stuff, and it is time I could have used doing something else. Right. And but I'm too quick to accept and to 
because uh, I am helping someone, so that fits me pretty well. <laughs> but I realized that I didn't help myself. I didn't leave enough time for me. Yeah, you need um, more margin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I'm I'm cutting everything so close that then when I do sit down to write or whatever, um, my brain is not there. Mm-hmm. And so I've now I've realized. Well, that was good going and playing drums on Wednesday. Now you're so stressed out that you can't write even in the free time you do have. Right. You know. So that that's. That's my thing is I over, uh, you know, I could cut that back quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's true. You know, um, for me, keep me from writing. I'm, I'm writing. I'm on a pretty good pace. Yeah. Uh, but there are days where you I. You are on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. But there are days where I didn't get it in. But I have to, what I have to try to do is give myself the permission to have some days where I don't write. Yeah. But I make up for it on other days where that's all I do. Right. Or I, I, the first half of the day. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I, I, I have really done a good job this year at setting up. A weekly or every other week open mic stuff where uh-huh. I, where I have a deadline. I'm not going to go there unless I've got some new ideas or right. I've reworked these other things that I've worked on this year. Yeah. So having those have really helped me. So, you know, to wrap up here, our thoughts today. Maybe if you're not finding time to write, you need to have that goal of hey, I've got to hit the Find open the mic time. next Tuesday or next yeah. whatever. That so definitely th- worked for me. Well, it does. I mean, it's <laughs> funny if you don't have that, yeah. then it's very easy to let things go for a week two yep. weeks a month and all of a sudden you haven't written yeah as soon as you challenged me to to uh come do this show this uh you know where we did the fa- homeless facebook thing i uh all of a sudden it snapped me into it and i said no to several things that week that were probably discretionary things uh-huh. and i locked in and wrote some new material and showed up yep so i, I think it might be something that you you could p- put on your list here co-writing we won't go into that a uh, big time today yeah. but just call up somebody else set a date make something happen yeah that way half of the load is off of you and you can bounce ideas off. yeah um we could really go way in yeah it, but we've done a little that's bit a whole of, yeah yeah and um changing your locations yes you know yeah my next door neighbor here in the office rick popped in and said hey i heard what you're talking about sometimes just get out of where you normally are that you're stuck go to a place that you like yeah. you feel good you're firing on all cylinders and you write some stuff i'm so specific i cannot i the only time i can write in my own home that i own that i pay a mortgage on is which is so stupid is uh is super early in the morning mm-hmm. like 6 30 6 o'clock 6 30 in the morning i i can like come out make a cup of coffee and i can sit down for like 30 minutes and write and that's where my brain actually works in my own home but after that it's over yeah. and then i have to leave and i usually go to a coffee shop or whatever put in music that has no words and that's when i can write again yeah it's it's i'm very temperamental i guess no well, <laughs> but it, i don't know that's that's how my brain works well you I, figured that out yeah. and, you, know, you figured out you got to have a zone you got to have some caffeine yeah you got to have a different environment and until you figure those things out you'll be stuck forever so experiment with different things yeah uh i'll just throw this out before we wrap up before i had this office i had a real struggle with finding places to focus yeah i mean i just did i can move to different places in my house but i still <laughs> heard the baby or whatever yeah. you know so um there's a you know where the Vanderbilt Medical Center is yeah. at 100 Oaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, there's an old mall that used to have all these shoe stores up in the top of it, yes. like uh, TJ Maxx, that yeah. kind of stuff. And the whole upstairs is like this medical center, but it's got that huge middle section yep. that a mall would have. Uh-huh. There's tons of chairs, seating, desks, all kinds of stuff, and free Wi-Fi. Yep. And so I would go there. It's the most calm place in the world. Yeah. I would triple dip the Purell before I went in, <laughs> and, uh, and I would sit up in the food court area where it's totally quiet. Come home with a super bug. Yeah. yeah. 
and the food court would usually shut down at two and so i would go there on mondays before i taught the comedy class and i have three or four hours where i could sit there and focus on yep. something and that taught me that I needed to get out of place. And that place became a really good working place. And I still have meetings there with people sometimes because it's centrally located. Totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to, when I when I was saying about my teacher in Baltimore, it, uh, uh, it sort of introducing me to my first comedy. He said, go someplace and write. Mm-hmm. And he said, just go to the mall or something and write. And so I literally went to the mall on York Avenue, real close to Towson University. And it was the perfect mall for like people watching mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I just sat there and... You, you come up with stuff. It's weird when you give your brain a chance to succeed. It usually will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get rid of everything else. You yeah. only get you, the notebook, some tunes, and some people. C- yeah, and people, and and it reminds you of things, and you see interactions happen. And you're like, oh, I can. Yeah, I can. You know, work that in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we could go on all day, but by yeah. now, <laughs> by now, I hope one of these things has triggered an idea for you. And as opposed to recapping them here at the end, these will all be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so you can just download. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, if you just stumbled into it um, or somebody invited you to listen to it, go ahead and subscribe so you get these coming every single week. And also, uh, big things happening this summer with the Insider Tip yeah. uh, Facebook group. I'm getting it all primed up. Yeah. But if if you like what you hear and you think, hey, this, this podcast could help me out, shoot an email to schooloflaughs yeah. at gmail.com, schooloflaughs at gmail.com, and just put in, a, in the subject line, Add me to the insider tip sheet. Yeah, uh, put your name on there so I know who you are. And if you don't mind, tell me where you're where you're from and how long you've been at it. If you've been at it, yeah. Or if you used to be at it, now you're getting back into yeah. it. Or if you have questions, you know that that you might want us to hit or topics that you want us to clarify or something like that, because it really helps to know. We know where we're at, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to know where everyone else is at in their life. And so, you know, it, it helps us address the people better well this you know this whole topic today came from multiple people in this past yeah. month so uh, yeah, exactly. i'm sure that at least three people uh, benefited from this podcast well, i'm sure me, you and the guy that's in it no <laughs> no but hopefully that helped you guys out yeah um it's a lot of fun i'm, I'm really if you don't mind i'm gonna fire up some more coffee and um, start writing do a little writing yeah. you're more than let's, welcome to sit around and write. Uh, let's go cool thanks a do lot it. guys leave us this uh itunes review if you can we're almost out thank yes. you thank you bye bye listening to the school of laughs podcast if you'd like to hear more school of laughs podcast you can find them on itunes and stitcher.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for information on upcoming live and online classes visit schooloflaughs.com until next time stay tuned stay focused and stay money